Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and salam. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, and I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the Gulf Coast, the coast with the most. is my pride and privilege to be doing so, so thank you, each and every one of you out Listeners, new and old, this is your first episode or your 400th episode. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you all for supporting, liking, sharing, hitting subscribe, follow, um, you know, be notified, all that stuff. Hit the bell uh, button, all that. Get up to the date minute, you know, up to the minute uh, news. Um, you know, on me, my production schedule, new episodes, etc., by either subscribing to Spotify account or the pod page account, making sure you bookmark that, or through the social medias, going to be very active, have been very active for the last uh, year on Twitter, <coughs> and it has uh, been very productive on there, posting videos daily, etc., you know, getting... The word out on good news articles, documentaries, posting links, you know, but you can also catch me on Telegram, you can catch me on a number of social media still, like Odyssey, for my video content, all 600 videos uh, recorded, uh, are still available for Odyssey on Archive, all you have to do is look up Beyond Top Secret Texan, remember that's Beyond Top Secret Texan on all the platforms. Uh, so thank you all very much, especially those who have supported me uh, financially, those who have supported by donating. Um, you know, most sincerely, thank you all very much. Uh, you know who you are. $1, $5, $10, it may not be much to you, but if, you know, even if everybody even donated just $1 who listened to this program, um, you know, even once, even like just for a few episodes, you know, or... Um, Rather, people who had been subscribers who listened to every episode. If what if, if people who listened to every episode, even that small fraction of that, right? Uh, of all the people who listen, you know, not just people, casual listeners, but everyone who's always there every episode, liking, subscribing, you know, following, um, getting it, you know, following each and every one. If they would just donate one dollar each, it would be a complete self-sustaining, you know, very profitable uh, enterprise, but at the same time, it's not for-profit, it's all the, all the funds go to the, all the proceeds go to the podcast, to the creation of documentaries, etc. Keeping the lights on, paying the bills, keeping uh, myself fed, etc. This is all just independent citizen journalism, this is how I survive. And keeping that in mind, you can enjoy 400 plus episodes that are free for listening for you because I don't charge for these. I make these episodes, I do the research, I do the work, I do the legwork, I provide my unique, uh, you know, expertise for your education, for your entertainment, and I do not demand anything. It's all free to, to listen to, except for 100 exclusive early episodes that are rewards for the subscribers and um, paid subscribers to Spotify as just a symbolic gesture. Hey, you know, you if you are paying me to subscribe, if you support me that much, and you, you know, as a reward, 
have earned these early, almost behind the scenes, you know, garage tapes of the podcast efforts and all that stuff, the, the great early guest interviews and uh, friends of the show, etc., talking about some crazy cool shit during the lockdown. You know, even under different incarnations of the program. That's how early these episodes are, where we were operating under different names. Um, the donations, otherwise, you know, are 100% just tips. Just, hey, if you tip your waiter, if you tip your waitress, if you give a dollar to the guy on the street corner or outside the mall uh, with the cup and the sign, you know, just for just because, you know, you're generous, just because you have that dollar, uh, consider sending it my way through Cash App. You can find the Cash App donate icon on Twitter. You can find the Cash App, look, uh, you know, address, link, whatever, um, in the description box below. Greatly appreciate a dollar, uh, $5, $10, whatever you have to uh, put in that proverbial cup as I am proverbially panhandling, but instead of just making you feel guilty because of my misery and uh, poverty, I am actually providing hours and hours of content every month, every two days, or as close to that schedule as I can get. <clears throat> no, that's my pitch. That's my shilling of my promotioning, promotional material, etc. Let's get into the uh, meat of the matter. Let's jump right on in into the show the spirit of the show. The subject matter is going to be about occult groups that exist and operate in Texas as powerful major uh, factions, even though they may only have a few members. You know, it's all subjective. It's all comparative to what is actually a large group. Population-wise, they may only have a very, very small fraction of a population as active membership, but they can pull some strings and they're highly motivated and organized either internationally or from a much larger um, operational point than just one or two people. You know, we're talking about people with agendas, people who are following orders, people who are being given orders, people who are giving orders, people who are operating clandestinely in plain sight, people who are infiltrating uh, various groups to attain uh, access to information or authority over matters um, that, you know, go beyond just uh, simple, you know, street-level crime or anything. These, these are absolutely, have already been caught, have already been proven and, um, you know, cataloged, categorized as different individual groups that have been operating in Texas either historically, because all of this has to be seen from the perspective that if it's a criminal investigation, you catch people, you, you gather evidence. But this is all because you're proving something that happened in the past. <clears throat> and over the decades, it either could continue, can thrive, can disappear because of its natural um, popularity uh, disappearing or because of its success at its mission, thus the, the abolition of the group um, because of the different political and cultural climates or maybe just through the destruction because of outside pressures, maybe from competing in rival occult groups maybe from law enforcement officials, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
So it's a very it's it's always evolving, always adapting, always uh, moving. You know, organic landscape for these cult groups, these occult groups that operate in the great state of Texas, controlling things, pulling the strings, either as organized crime, because fundamentally these are all organized conspiracies of criminals to operate against the regular citizenry and uh, civilians of our state as organized foreign or domestic uh, enemies hostile actors conspiring amongst themselves to benefit from the ignorance of others however severe this manifests itself either from the abduction and ritualistic murder and predation of children from rural communities outside larger major metropolitan areas are to the deep infiltration of politicians posing falsely as trustworthy local members of the community but in fact furthering international occult agendas and everything in between those are just two for instances two examples we'll start with the most powerful groups the groups with the highest membership with the largest influence and with the most uh, proven international track record for power and then go into the more metaphysical and the more um, disbelieved and the more controversial To start this list, we'll introduce the Skull and Bones Society. This is not really ranked against each other, but just ranked in division, as this is the top tier. This is the most powerful group. In this list of powerful groups. An elite secret society with chapters across the United States. Members seek knowledge from ancient sources that are rumored to control many institutions in America from their positions of power originating in Ivy League East Coast schools, such as Yale. Famous for George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush, former governor and two terms president, together serving 12 total years as president, and many decades consecutively in high positions of power, including the lead of the CIA, as well as being extremely influential in the higher echelons of Texas politics, with their home being the uh, Herschel Walker Ranch deep in the heart of Texas.
The Freemasons of Texas are next. Founded in 1835, this specific group of Freemasons of Texas are rumored to be their own lodge, just like the Scottish York Rite are the French Co-Masons. They are prominent in the Masonic community at large and have many lodges across Texas, sometimes more than entire countries in Europe do. The group works to promote morality, justice, and freedom publicly, but enforces strict secrecy amongst its members about its private workings. It is known to have infiltrated much, most of the law enforcement agencies, as well as the higher levels of business, such as the real estate world. Next are the Satanic Temple of Texas, a network of religious and political spiritual activists, quote-unquote, in Texas working to promote satanic values. This includes equal recognition by the state, taxpayer-funded community outreach programs, as NGOs, such as into schools, actively campaigning for membership within college campuses, such as in UT, and of course, defending itself with the talking points of Anton LaVey, considering itself as a satirical spiritual practice that is deeply rooted into individualism and is ultimately atheistic. Next is the Gulf Cartel of Texas. It's an organized crime operation syndicate based near the U.S.-Mexican border, but now firmly centered into the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is very powerful and has achieved notoriety for its smuggling, drug trade, and other illegal activities, operating as a paramilitary organization based on organized crime. Of course, this does qualify for a cult of its own, even though it may be more materialistic, but does fit into the general cartel mentality of worshipping, you know, Santo de los Muertes and being of the Dio de los Muertes uh, type death cults, having its own narco saints and operating um, openly as a breakaway civilization inside Texas being outlaw as well as paramilitary. Existing with its own territories within territories. The Sword and the Arms of the Lord Society. Next. This is an organized crime syndicate based on fundamentalist Christians that is rumored to have connections through clandestine operations across America with white power groups and other racial and religious extremist groups 
typically Christians across America. Organized crimes include illegal weapons trade, drug manufacture and smuggling, as well as uh, various human trafficking and cult activities. It allegedly sponsors these illegal activities with smaller groups organizing them from clandestine locations or defended locations inside the rural south, such as deep in East Texas. And this is um, in line with a previous group I talked about that was going to buy $30,000 worth of property in an East Texas town called Veter, Texas, and set up a whites-only neo-Nazi uh, meth lab, super a utopia, basically, and just produce drugs, protect itself with illegal weaponry, and only allow whites to live within this legally purchased private property that would uh, basically serve as a headquarters for... Um, neo-Nazi and white power, white supremacist type activity, illegal activity, biker gangs, shit like that, operating out of rural East Texas 90, 90 minutes or 90 miles outside of Houston. So it's directly within a day's drive to the fourth largest city in America and openly was motivated to create a neo-Nazi uh, criminal empire, basically, in the rural uh, parts of the coast. This was, you know, this is where that's coming from. Following that, the triads. Chinese organized crime organizations that mainly operate in Texas and the surrounding states. They were involved in fraud, smuggling, and drug trafficking. Absolutely true. Triads are operating as well as other Asian gangs... Um, such as the Philippine uh, Mafia and the Vietnamese, as well as the Koreans. Knights of the Golden Circle, a secretive society formed in the 1850s to advance the cause of slavery, white supremacy, and Confederate ideals in the USA post-Civil War. They were active in Texas until the disbanding of the organization by the federal government in the late 1800s, but continues, yeah, rumors continue to persist of a greater group of South and Southern United States politicians that operate with the discriminatory practices of keeping whites a supreme racial group against the encroaching Hispanics and uh, rising black populations. So it's a racially motivated society, basically. A racist supremacist society, like a KKK society in Texas. The 1889 Society. Little is known about this group, but historically it was formed around the late 1800s and was the first major occult group in the area, including spiritualists, occultists of many different kinds, Meeting in large communities in Austin or in large cities in Dallas, they were known for their occult rituals and secret activities. Followed by the Illuminati, a secret society that internationally is believed to control the world's most powerful individuals and organizations and entertainment. 
Legend suggests they perform occult rituals publicly as part of their agenda. Makes perfect sense. Texas produces a lot of musicians, Austin, etc. Hugely connected to rock and roll, uh, concerts uh, across the, you know, international spectrum. And if if it's all connected, I mean, it makes sense. Makes perfect sense. That the Illuminati is used in that reference. Not only is this all considered the Illuminati, but specifically the Illuminati of rap music, uh, rock and roll music, pop music, you know, um, that kind of whole entertainment occultic mafia. And last in this group of the most powerful groups is the Templars of the Austin. Uh, sorry, Templars of Austin. A group of Texans who are rumored to worship ancient deities and practice dark rituals and subterranean areas of this of uh, Texas, originating in Austin, it is rumored they have spread out and they work as basically the Knights Templar, modeled after the Knights of Solomon. It is believed they are led by a group of powerful occult magicians that they call warlocks. And that could just be the Knights Templars with their chapter of Austin, Texas. Which is, I am led to believe that is actually what it is. It is the Knights Templars operating within Texas, uh, just like they operate in D.C. and around the world still. Now, let me get the minor occult groups that are operating in Texas list up. And for this list, because the summaries they provided are even shorter, just one sentence summaries, basically, if that, just a list. I will be looking up the results or the the descriptors so there may be a slight delay when reading this. But moving on to the minor groups and moving forward. We have Ionic Futurists. Ionic futurism as a totalitarian to authoritarian, culturally far left, but unconventionally so, racial, nationalist, and fascist ideology of the neo-Nazi group. They're most comparable to the Atomwaffen Division and other post-21st century neo-Nazi groups. Next is local chapters of metaphysical societies. That's the every neighborhood's head shop or magical spiritual book shop and the local people who basically work as small covens, 
spiritual investigators, gurus, etc. In Texas, that is a thing. There are such things as neighborhood cults or apartment leader, like led, uh, you know, re- reading groups, uh, friends meeting in coffee shops, etc. And they do, um, they do number, you know, decently. There's a lot of them. There, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And in big cities, Houston, Dallas, there's millions of people that live in these cities. Fourth largest city in America. Do not underestimate it. Just like how I said in New York City or Chicago or L.A., they were people who studied the occult, people who uh, were into grimoire magic, for example, but didn't belong to any group but met and discussed it freely with their small uh, societies at their own, you know, private residences, etc. You would understand that that's absolutely possible. And like, you know, 100% just at that level. Om Shinriko type cults. So Om Shinriko type cults I can only assume are these real modern uh, yoga based doomsday cults that either reflect UFOs um, are some kind of postmodern doomsday connection to Jesus Christ, like the Moonies, for example. So I think a more a more apt way of saying it would be the Moonies. But um, Shirinko theocracy, as an ideology by definition, is based on the Japanese doomsday cult Am Shirinko, now known as Alpha. Next, the Vril Society. Vril Society, otherwise known as maybe Tule, more popular Tule. Otherwise known as SS Spartanism. Or occult Hitlerism. Esoteric Nazism. With ideologies rooted in Hyperborean mythology and theosophic sex practices mixing in tantra with a racial purity ideology following that is the octra Which is even more into the um, esoteric and occult side of the neo-Nazi movement. Going as far as to knowing about and believing in the Antarctic New Schwabenland.
elements of the secret space program. After that is the Priory of Scion. The Priory of Scion being the Catholic, which there are a lot of in Texas, um, secret societies intending to keep the bloodline of Jesus um, both secret and alive, protected from the Freemasons for over 2,000 years. So it's a very established secret society that's very powerful internationally, and no doubt it would have um, a chapter in Texas, complete with real estate, you know, and everything moving forward. You know, weaponry, vehicles, hidden agent, sleeper cell agents, safe houses, whatever it needed, whenever it needed it. After that are the Mimeticists. The Mimeticists are like the Kikistanis and the meme warfare uh, people who, in their own way, either knowingly or unknowingly, are practicing very powerful magics when they shitpost online. Regardless if they do know what, the, what they're doing, they are creating grimoires, they're creating powerful mimetic totems, they're creating basically the voodoo of the internet, and the, the mimeticists in Texas are real. We produce uh, an, a very active internet community, um, just like anywhere else. You know, we, we, we are as much of uh, anonymous with Austin, Texas even having anonymous rallies and stuff like that. And our internet history, for example, the Cult of the Dead Cow, being even, it being legendary. Legendary. After that is the Typhonian OTO. With the slogan, we'll finish what Abdul Al-Hazred started. The Mad Arab, the, Necro- the Necronomicon. These are real-life Lovecraftians that worship the ancient Greek titan of Typhon, hoping to bring forward the end of the world in a Lovecraftian fashion of madness and Leviathan-level you know, uh, corruption of the flesh and destruction of the world. After that, we have the dragon rogue. These are dragon-worshipping, draconic cultists.
not much is known about them except for their ubiquitous dragon tattoos. And their seeming operations of many front units. The Left Hand Path Initiatory Organization started in 1989. With influences in Sumerian mythology, alchemy, tantric sex, the Goetia, and the Cliffoth. The only known interview which was conducted by police in 2003, suggested that Alistair Crawley and Anton LaVey were fundamental influences in the creation of their um, cult agenda. Doing some research right now, I'm picking up some reading of theirs, which appears to be in German. Kabbalah, Kefat, At, Jitten, Gotisk, Majin, this is all in German, Australia, Rasser, Eurokropen, Adularan, Och, Din, Gotiskan, Kabbalin, and Bland, Mystica, Ach, Magica, Erforten. This is all 2012 and everything. So yeah, Dragon Rouge. Or Dragon Rogue. Dragon Rogue. White Lotus. A aspect of the triads, a group within the triads. That has martial arts related agendas operating within the Asian populations of Chinatown and larger cities. It's a religious and political movement in China. which they forecast an imminent advent of a king of light known as the future Buddha Maitreya. Following that is Inglingi. Inglingi. Oh, let me look this up, because I have no idea myself what this is. Like, I'm getting nothing from search on this. Yinglism, sorry, Yinglism right here. With a Y. This is spelled with an I. So someone wrote this phonetically. The symbol of Inglism is a body of religious believers calling itself a church formed in 19... 
98 are recognized by the Russians in 1998. Existing since the 1980s, calling themselves the Orthodox, the Old Believers, Inglings, or Inglists. The English church is described by some scholars as having a complex and well-defined doctrine and literature, an authoritative leading hierarchy and focusing on esoteric teachings. The Inglists regard themselves as preserving the true Orthodox universal order, uh, the religious traditions of old Russia, of all the Slavic peoples, and ultimately all true white Europeans known as Aryans. Other Rodnover followers, who is the pr- practitioner, who's the master of these Inglings groups in Russia, are strongly critical of Inglism. As a Vice of Russian Rodnover organizations, English doctrines were formally rejected as a cult. In the mid-2000s, the church faced judicial prosecution for ethnic hatred, and Kenevich himself was convicted with probation between 2009 and 2011, forcing him to leave Russia. The movement has proliferated into multiple groups across the world, mostly targeting Russian populations. The holy writings of Inglism are known as the Four Slavo-Aryan Vedas. So yeah, Inglings, which are Slavic Aryans targeting Russian groups and considering themselves old Orthodox Vedic Russians. So yeah, that operates in Texas. The Ur group, as in Ur-Babylon, the before group, made up of high IQ members within college elites, taking high amounts of psychedelic drugs and reinterpreting the mythologies of the Mithraism. The Ur group is in much of the university elite in Texas. Let's see what search will bring up. Originating from Italian esotericists, sorry, originating from Italian esotericists founded in 1927 by intellectuals studying traditionalism and magic. The name Ur comes from a Chaldean rune meaning fire, bull, or ram. So that's their Moloch worshippers. Following the Ur group, we have the OTZ.
I've never heard of the OTZ. Looking it up now. And nothing seems to be coming up besides abbreviations and codes. Owner of event OTZ. Uh. Order of the Solar Temple. OTS. That's what I was saying. I think he, I think he meant OTS. Order of the Solar Temple. An international chivalric organization of the solar tradition claims based to be on the ideals of the Knights Templar, but originally founded by Luc Girat and Joseph Joe de Mombro in 1984 in Geneva as La Ordre International Chivalrique de Tradition Solar, later being renamed Ordre du Templar Solatier. It is associated with the series of murders and mass suicides that claimed 74 lives at least in locations in France, Switzerland, and Canada in the years 1994, 1995, and 1997. So yeah, pretty fucking uh, cult. Yeah, I would say that, that that existing in Texas would qualify it to be on this list. And like I said, a lot of these have small groups, small memberships, population-wise, less than 0.01%, you know, but given as many big cities and 25 million people to recruit from all walks of life and classes with money and, and wealth and power and backgrounds, I could see, I could see either original members of this group from Europe either moving to Texas for the freedom and buying land or to, uh, you know, begin their cults here as they did in Zurich, Switzerland, or in, in you know, uh, Spain or the Canary Islands, you know, that they would recruit the rich and the powerful here into the OTS, which is based apparently on, on a lot of massive amounts of uh, ritualistic suicide and believing that this is a part of saving the world from doomsdays. The O9A is follows that one. That's the Order of the Nine Angles. Order of the Nine Angles, satanic and left-hand path occultist group, which is based in the United Kingdom and associated groups are based in other parts of the world. Claiming to have been established in the 1960s, it rose to public recognition in the early 1980s, attracting attention for its neo-Nazi ideology and activism. Describing its approach as traditional Satanism, it has also been identified as exhibiting hermetic and modern pagan elements in its beliefs of academic researchers.
The OTA follows that. Is the OTA. The Ordo Templi Astarte. The Ordo Templi Astarte, one of many occult secret societies active in America today, the Ordo Templi Astarte, Order of Templars or Astartes, was founded by American magician Carol Poke Reunion on 1970. Reunion received a regular Ordo Templi Orientis charter from Lewis Culling in that year, but quickly moved away from OTO traditions to construct an eclectic magical system of his own, based on the 18th century ritual system of the Krata Ripoa. The teachings of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, the gods and goddesses of the ancient Phoenicians, and his own discovery in the field of evocation of spirits through mirror magic. Like most of the magical orders of the late 20th century, the Ordo Templar Astarte is relatively small with two lodges. One in the state of California and one in Texas, with membership estimated to be below 100 but nonetheless had a, has a significant influence in the occult scene in America and elsewhere, largely by way of Reunion's publications and their practices in the magazine The Seventh Ray. The Yellow Hats. Buddhists of the Alm meditation variety, generally just Buddhists belonging to uh, typically the Bank of Buddha or the Kingdom of Buddha, um, the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lamas, they operate in Texas. There's huge Buddhist uh, temples in Texas. I know that for a fact, huge Buddhist temples. There's tens of thousands, if not, you know, more Buddhists in Texas. And it, just like in California, it's a firm and fertile recruiting ground for American Buddhists. Um, they own a lot of property. They live here freely as refugees from the from the persecutions against the Chinese, and they study and go to our schools uh, as well as live within the Asian populations of Texas. Absolutely, the Buddhists are a huge group of influence in Texas when it comes to the occult. Ramakrishna missions. Yes, I believe that with the Indian populations growing every day in the larger cities, that Ramakrishna and various uh, gurus and yogis and other Vedic, uh, either traditional or modern type uh, cults, hold a huge amount of sway, as well as the universal popularity of yoga as a gateway into these traditional Indian type Western scams. The cults say that they force on the rich and famous and people who are seeking meaning through Eastern practices, as well as the actual traditional, like, yes, there are people from India continuing the practices of the Hindus. There's Hindu temples in Texas. There's Hindu temples in every city in Texas. There's people who are real uh, 
Hindu monks, Hindu Hindu holy men who live in Texas, one hundred percent. They have they, exactly, and it's just growing, and it's growing and growing because Indians are very uh, favorable to Texas. They they excel in our industries and enjoy the climate. Next are the Ariscan. Searching for it right now. Never heard of this one before. Ariscan. Zero research results found on that one. Not surprising. So jump into a new search engine. Ariscan. Discordianism. Okay, sweet. That's what that is. Ariscan is Discordianism. Discordianism is a set of ideas based on the mythology of associations of Eris, the Greek goddess of strife and discord, and variously defined as religion, philosophy, paradigm, or parody religion. It is founded by the 1963 publication of its holy book, The Principia Discordia, written by Greg Hill Carey Wendell Thornley, and the two working under the pseudonyms Melaclips the Younger and Omar Kevam Ravenhurst. The religion has been likened to Zen based on similarities with absurdist interpretations of the Rinzai school, as well as Taoist philosophy. Discordianism is centered on the idea that both order and disorder are illusions imposed on the universe by the human nervous system, and that neither of these illusions, apparent order and disorder, is any more accurate or objectively true than the other. There is some discourse as to whether Discordianism should be regarded as a parody religion, and if so, to what degree. Very interesting to check out Discordianism operating in Texas. Next, after that, the OTO. The OTO, classic. Look at what the actual definition is. Says I don't want to speak out of turn and get it wrong. But the OTO is probably one of the most famous groups. The Ordo Templi Orientis. The OTO. Ordo Templi Orientis, the quasi-Mason magical order founded in Germany in 1901 and focused on sex magic is the key to hermetic and Masonic secrets. The principal founders of the Ordo Templi Orientis were Karl Kildner and Theodor Roos. Kildner, born in 1851, was a wealthy Austrian industrialist and metallurgist and a high-ranking Freemason. He was also a member of the Hermetic Brotherhood of Light, which included sex magic and its rituals. In the 1890s, Kildner said he met three Eastern adepts, a Sufi and two Hindu Tantra masters, and received a key to the esoteric mysteries. The OCO operating in Texas, absolutely. And most notably operating within sexually hedonistic circles, such as in those major cities like San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Dallas, where sex clubs exist. 
people are actively into hedonistic lifestyles, actively trying to have as much sex as possible, huge um, gay scenes, privileged sex scenes, kink scenes, etc., all in those cities. So firm, fertile grounds for OTO recruitment. The Temple of the Psychic Youth. It's basically the same as the OTO, but with chaos magic and a lot more trans. Basically, the OTO for Zoomers and Millennials, rather than conservative, generally heteronormative OTO members. The Fraturitas Saturni, which is a OTO for old people, basically. When you become too old for swinging and basically are too old to be accepted into orgies, uh, the Fraturitas Saturni is the orgies for the octogenarians, the older crowd. And then the Obod. Let me look up the Obod, because that's a new one on me. Order of the Bards, Ovatas, and Druids, Obod. The largest and most active druid order in the world as of this writing. The Order of Bards, Ovats, and Druids was founded by Ross Nichols in 1975. A group of fellow druids from the druid circle of the Universal Bond after a disputed election for the leadership of the latter group. Nichols, a poet and painter who had served as the Universal Bond secretary for some years, focused his new order's work on the bardic arts of poetry and music and brought in the three grades of bard, ovat, and druid from the Welsh traditions of druidry, never large. Obod nonetheless played an important role in publicizing druidry in Britain, but on Nichols' death in 1975, it went into recessive membership stagnating but in 1984 one of the youngest initiates of the orders Philip Carr was asked to take over and revive it borrowing from the early 20th century occult groups the postal correspondence courses and applied to Druidry the results were a dramatic expansion of the order growing internationally from a handful of members in time to his accession now they have 60 groves groups on four continents its members are active in tree planting and ecological causes and ways to recruit. Cor Gorman's books on Druidry and his edition of Nichols' erudite work, The Book of Druidry, have been extremely influential in the modern Druid scene. Something to think about and look for in the hippie communities of Texas. We're about halfway through the list. Guys, this, this is becoming the more powerful groups. The way the scale is, this is the more... The more 
motivated and the more um, conspiratorial of the groups. The GRUP. The GRUP are the Russian secret police and their occult groups. Just like the Nazis famously had a number of occultists working within the SS, most powerfully Hitler. The KGB and the GRU are no stranger to that either. I'm trying to pull up an actual great definition for it, but they would no doubt be operating in Texas due to our large... Russian population. Working on psychotronics and contacting anomalous threats in response to the Ananarbe and the work of the Vatican in Italy both fascist at the time communists created the GRU Division P for international research no doubt would have their divisions tentacles stretching over into Texas as well Continuing, and there is only 12 more to go, so we're about to reach the, the top 10, or at least the, the 10, you know, finalists, so we're almost at the end, we're almost at the end. Temple of Blood, this has been, um, kind of a new thing, a new development, looking up Temple of Blood, I realize that there's not a lot in the traditional sources, the encyclopedias for it, because it's new. It was published on Amazon and online and everything. It's the internet age. But hearing other people describe it, you know, and I admit I did not know much about the Temple of Blood, is that it's O9A's ideology, but in the internet age, pushed even further into the extreme uh, for the hyper-edgy mutants of, you know, the 2010s even, and so it's Satanism for the new Zoomers, raised on the internet with, you know, their ADHD. Basically, O9A, especially for the Nazis apart, you know, just, just even more, and has a reputation of being, uh, Basically promoting bigotry and hate crimes as another racist hate group. Infiltrating government positions to gather intel for their higher-ups. 
which has been proven, as well as manipulate fringe zealots from churches and internet to recruit them, rumored to be considered behind several mass murders. It's rooted in accelerationism with thoughts from Aleister Crawley and Telema. LFS Levi and Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible. Next is the Muslim Brotherhood. And while the Muslim Brotherhood is a true, like actual political party and even ranges into the Fed scale of terrorism and stuff. Muslim Brotherhood is also an occult group and is a um, very modern one at that. It's a transnational Sunni Islamist organization founded in Egypt by Islamic scholars in 1928. So it is a 20th century cult, just like the a lot of these other ones are Islamic in nature and um, international in reach because it's based on Sunni Islamists uh, or Sunni Islamists it's transnational so yes operating in Texas would be a real operational like you know concern real concern day to day life you could meet a member of the Muslim Brotherhood if you went to enough uh, you know enough areas in Houston for example you could meet them in mosques you could meet them outside uh, where in their neighborhoods etc be living right next door to a Muslim Brotherhood member The CCRU, otherwise known as the Cybernetic Cultural Research Units, are experimental cultural theorist collectives formed in the late 90s at university levels and around, and other, other intellectual software circles, etc., engineers, gradually separating from academia until basically forming their own group that's considered a cult gathering reputations for the idiosyncratic and surreal theory fiction which incorporated cyberpunk and gothic horror themes and started to model their behavior and their associations gathering an online cult following and popularity but rising into the belief of accelerationism the CCRU are strongly associated with their former leading members Saudi, Plant, Mark Fisher and Nick Land their work is characterized by loose abstract theoretical writings often critical of technology the system and using esoteric numerological and demonological references they push both transhumanism as well as accelerationism and hold a manifesto that has esoteric and anti-egalitarian views. They are considered alt-right politically. Next, the Theosophical Society. Loved by New Agers, considered the great fundamental uh, push 
to to create the new age syncretic religion. Fully agree with that. They're basically the new age for a hundred years ago. And any new ager now is basically just a theosophicist, a theosophicist. But with far less clothes. And far more opinions, or far more uh, vocal opinions about vegetarian diets. Although you'd be surprised, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And even that was as prevalent back then as it is now. All of it, all of it, by the way, the promiscuity, the public nudity, the, the drug use, the vegetarian lifestyle, the yoga, the, the traveling, the nomad, nomad um, lifestyle, all of it was there as it is now. It's considered the most influential force in the great renaissance of occultism. The society in its earliest days was sponsored by the Brotherhood of Luxor, an American occult secret society, of which it took many of its thoughts, as many of its ideas. After that, the Martinists. The Martinists, you could describe as the Freemasons, but gayer. You know, I have nothing but contempt for the Freemasons and many of these occult societies. Martinism is a form of Christian mysticism and esoteric Christianity concerned with the fall of the first man, his state of maternal privatization from his divine source and the process of his return, called reintegration. As a mystical tradition, it was first transmitted through Masonic high-degree systems established around 1740 in France by Martinez de Pasquale and later propagated in different forms by his two students, Louis-Claude de Saint-Martin and Jean-Baptiste Willemars. The term Martinist applies to both this particular doctrine and the teachings of the re- reorganized Martinist order. The three branches of the traditions, they're all French, they're theological, they represent the Kia Solomon, they're basically the Elus Cohens, the Cohens, the explicitly theological reintegration uh, preaching. Second, uh, the second is the Scottish rectified rite. Masonic type ritual, secret information involving Christian mysteries and interpretations of symbolism. And the last, the third, is the Martinists of Louis Cardin de Saint-Martin, the mystical tradition in which emphasis is placed on meditation, an inner spiritual alchemy, and connection to Jesus Christ. It's connected with Masonic Templarism and Christian Theosophy.
After that, we have the Golden Dawn. Entire library, I just wanted to separate it. Well, have a uh, mistake I did. I clicked Golden Dawn on the search engine. Oh, there you go. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Sorry. And it was just a huge library of books. It was like dozens and dozens of free books on the website I'm using to look this up. So that's awesome. I just bookmarked that. Gonna go back and read some of that. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn is one of the most influential Western occult societies of the late 19th century and 20th century. At, a, at one point, its members included W.B. Yeats, A.E. Allen Waite, Alistair Crawley, and other noted occultists. It was funded by a London coroner, Dr. William Wynne Westcott who was also a master Rosicrucian. He obtained part of a manuscript written by Reverend A.F.A. Woodford, a mason. The manuscript appeared to be old, but Westcott himself was believed to be the author. Westcott claimed he was able to decipher the manuscript and discovered it concerned fragments of rituals for the Golden Dawn, an unknown organization that apparently admitted both men and women into its magical rites. There's an elaborate hierarchy, ten grades of degrees, Kabbalistic in practice with three orders representing three inner circles the outer, second, and third inner and its rituals are very much based on Freemasonry So a magical school based on Freemasonry, just like the Martinists. And you see that these are the most powerful societies because they are... Even if they are the most powerful societies, they are because they are connected to Freemasonry, basically. That's basically the, the ruling cult in Texas. And everything else... Is a as a, either an offshoot of Freemasonry and offshoot of Satanism, you know, except for the Muslim Brotherhood or the Catholic ones, the Priory of Sion, the Ramakrishni or the Buddhists who have their own. Everything else, and mostly overwhelmingly, is connected to either the um, the Masons or um, you know Neo Nazism. And fascism. 
Next on the list, the Ashtar Galactic Command. And this, I guess, would be the, the overall belief in UFOs and people who believe in the SSP, which is a huge number of people in Texas. Absolutely. And people need to realize this is not a fringe thing. This is a belief that is held by very intelligent people in very high places of power all across America and the world with America being the slow one to the party, the one catching up in terms of being aware and understanding what the implications are. In Mexico and Latin American parts of the world, Italian and French-speaking parts of the world, um, across the world in Russia, people know about the breakaway civilization to a large degree. They are very, very educated about it. They are. And it's not going away. And as the future continues with UFO disclosure, the UFO community will be higher and higher in this um, influence of theirs in terms of the next generation of politicians and beliefs of the citizenry. Absolutely. After that, the Temple of Set. Let me look this up. Hold on one second so I get the actual accurate description for it. Don't want to ad lib and get something wrong, especially this late in the list. We only have three more, four more to go. The Temple of Set as an avowed mission to destroy the power of organized religion in contemporary society. Its creator, Michael Aquino, was a lieutenant in the U.S. Army Intelligence, specializing in psychological warfare. He joined the Church of Satan together with his first wife in 1968, and after returning from serving in Vietnam in 1970, he was ordained a satanic priest and took as his mission in life the destruction of influence of conventional religion and human affairs. Aquino did not wish to convert everyone to Satanism, but he did wish to remove the shadow of fear and superstition that he believed had been perpetuated by organized religions over the matter. And I don't have to really explain just how influential and powerful the Temple of Set is in the conspiracy world when it comes to the MKUltra program the U.S. military, child abuse uh, rings, cults like the Finder cult, um, different scandals uh, available, say, for Program to Kill and Onward, um, etc., etc., etc. And it's just fucking, like, everywhere, really, at this point. And especially is very active in the satanic community of the military being the, the only quote-unquote satanic or um, Luciferian occult religion accepted by the United States military 
in official ways. Yes, they now accept Jedi or whatever the hell and like all the goofy shit like Wicca, but they didn't always. But Temple of Set, they did. And for the longest time, it was the only one they recognized was Temple of Set. And it was 100% because it was created by the U.S. military to fill that role. After that, the Chabad Lubavitch. Israel is very powerful, as well as Zionism is very, very entrenched in the Texan Baptist culture. So Jews of the Chabad and the B'nai B'rith, um, they really do have a strong root in Texas. They don't make up a a significant population at all. They're only, what, 2 to 5% of the population. But just like everywhere else, Jews overwhelmingly take up positions of power and um, authority in Texas in terms of lawyers and judges and mayors, governors, um, educators, uh, doctors, especially doctors, bankers. They're the ruling elite. They have these communities. They have massive synagogues in Texas. There's massive um, communities of Jews in Austin or in San Antonio. There's Israeli companies like Stratfor and uh, Mossad recruiting agencies and shit like that. Um, Israeli missionaries. People uh, raise money and send it to Israel, you know, because of the Holy Land. You know, Christians. Mostly because they're Christians, they support this. But the Chabad is an Orthodox Jewish Hasidic dynasty. Chabad is one of the world's best-known Hasidic movements, particularly for its outreach activities. It is one of the largest Hasidic groups and Jewish religious organizations in the world. Unlike most Hagredi groups, which are self-segregating, Chabad operates mainly in the wider world and caters to secularized Jews. That's from the Wikipedia. Definitely operating in Texas. Right next to the Chaldeans. That's right, the Chaldeans. Chaldeans are still active, very much so. They're the ones who operate the Gentiles and out of um, the UN and the globalists, the high-level ruling elite of international uh, power, the Chaldean oracles. Still an active society, preserved by the uh, Khazarian Jewish Orthodoxy. Mostly of Arab, Indo Aryan um, lineage. Coming from the steep countries like the Ukraine and sometimes having many different loyalties the Chaldeans operate say out of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn often they operate for corporations as astrologers as arithmomancy artists as various uh, Pythagorean occultists using Psyomancy and Rhabdomancy as well as various astrological um, you know, horoscope type divinations and yes, they are absolutely connected to ruling governments 
secret societies such as the Freemasons and the politicians of the conventional world. United Grand Lodge of England is after that. Otherwise known as Oogle. It's the governing Masonic Lodge of the majority of the Freemasons in England, Wales, and the Commonwealth of Nations. Claiming descent from the Masonic Grand Lodge from 1717, it is considered to be the oldest Masonic Grand Lodge in the world, together with the Grand Lodge of Scotland and the Grand Lodge of Ireland. To put it shortly, this is who the boss of all the Masons, including the Texas Masons, would be internationally, held, headed by King Charles currently, and publicly known to be the main operator of child sex trafficking and child sacrifice for their rituals. They are the masterminds of Pizzagate-level activities amongst the elites. And the group that is larger than them in terms of influence and power and scale that is still a subgroup in Texas, not the major factions that we read at the beginning of this list to bring it all full circle the Jesuits that's right the Jesuits and they've been gatekeeping the world through operations that have been going on for 500 plus years their mastery of covert operations is second to none and restricted only by the overarching missions that the Vatican is currently engaged in. As basically the Vatican CIA, their modus operandi is infiltration of minds into positions of government power which are sympathetic with the Catholics. Thus creating the, the influence necessary for the Catholics to rule as a theocratic operation within borders. And there is a reason why the Catholics number in the billions, having the largest organized religion of nearly two billion recognized people. And that's through the work of the Jesuits. 100% from the work of the Jesuits and their private Catholic schools. They are a mafia. They can do whatever they need to do 
to whoever they need to do it to whenever they need to do it. And they can get away with it. Because they're the Catholic Church. Well, that has been the groups, occult groups operating within Texas, operating clandestinely within Texas, ranging in the spectrum of a purely metaphysical society, operating in the realms of magic and occult practices. Occult just means hidden. Remember, occult just means hidden. To organize crime and covert operations. Both live in the shadows, both operate on the fringes, both operate perceivable only to the initiated and the educated, the trained eye. Otherwise, they are invisible, invisible to the untrained eye. But of course, trained or not, you have to open your eyes to be able to see them at all. Thank you very much for listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. God bless you and your families. Follow on Twitter. Follow on, uh, you know, follow the website. Follow on Spotify. Follow on your different uh, accounts like iHeart uh, Radio. Follow on Odyssey, etc. Follow, follow, follow. Share, 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 and support uh, with tips or membership, uh, $5, $10 donated to the Cash App. It really goes a long, long way, and I appreciate it most sincerely as an independent journalist and provider of this information for your entertainment and education. Thank you all very much. You guys have helped me rise so far in the podcast world in terms of followers and listenership. Uh, regardless and if it's not recognized by the mainstream and it's shadow banned and it's suppressed and I'm constantly crushed by demonetization and deplatforming and uh, people openly ignoring my, my existence to but the numbers are there the numbers don't lie the numbers will never lie no matter what happens I already know because the numbers have already proven it I've already been on the charts I've already seen the lists as it were um and that's already been what I, what all I can ask for. That's my wildest dream, and I deeply, sincerely appreciate every single one of you that have helped make that hat possible. Thank you out there in Dreamland. I said Namaste and Salam. God bless you and your families. Peace out. <laughs>